one in Miami. It's race on. And we've got a good getaway for Perez. He chops across Alonso and he maintains the lead into turn one. He's got no other choice. The Bulls will to wheel around the outside. Will it be the lead? It's close between the two of them. And Max Verstappen takes the lead. Max Verstappen wins the Miami Grand Prix with a masterclass of performance. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Not On This Occasion, the F1 podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about the Miami Grand Prix, as well as all the spicy drama that went on before, after, and during the race. Joining me, as always, I have no fun, intricate way of introducing her this time, so here's Delaney. Hi. (laughs) The co-host of this podcast. And as always... The meat-covered skeleton behind the mic, <laughs> Mr. Null. Or should I say Master Null? Thanks. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I like it. Because you, you have a master's now. I'll just leave both of those in. You can have both. Thank yeah, there you. you go. If you're new around here, or no, scratch that. Anyone listening to this, be sure to check out our new TikTok that we just started over this past weekend. If you previously followed a TikTok related to this account, find the new one. Follow the new one because it's, the old one is that's that was just my TikTok. It's just Noel's TikTok. We've decided to. You can keep following Noel's TikTok away. if you want. I won't. Don't expect anything <laughs> out of there. But the new TikTok is just at not on this occasion. I'll put the link in the in the thing in the yep. thing box. So we already have a few up. Make sure to hit three buttons and hit copy. I don't know what that does, but I, I see that on TikTok all the time. Like it, favorite it, share it, love it. Yeah, be sure to share this podcast. Tell your friends about this show. Doing the Arrested Development, we're about to get canceled. <laughs> yeah. Please tell your friends. Please. And please comment that you like it. Just, I'm begging you, Just say something. Person. Just say something. If you're, okay. If anybody's out there. Okay, I'm pulling this back though. If you're related to me or Delaney. Don't say anything. If you know us IRL. Make a fake account and someone else and say something because (laughs) I'm I'm sorry. No offense to any of y'all, but I'm just make a fake account. And be like, I've been a fan since the beginning and I love you guys. And we will feel great for a good few months. So (laughs) anyway, anyway. So today we're going to be talking about the all exciting, all anticipated second ever Miami Grand Prix this past weekend. Um, so Noel, what do you think? Oh, Delaney, <laughs> do you want to know what I think? I do know. That's why I asked you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I don't think it was the worst race we've had so far. It was better than Baku. Fair. We'll start on the positives. It was better than Baku. Probably better than Saudi Arabia. I kind of deleted that one from my memory, so I don't really know. We had a Saudi Arabian Grand Prix this year. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, um... Obviously, qualifying was pretty good. Uh, Sergio Perez got the pole. I think I sort of put my expectation, set my expectations a little too high based off the way that that qualifying session worked and that Max Verstappen was starting ninth. Yeah. Sort of thought it's going to be a little bit more than it was. We also had a, it rained a lot Saturday night in Miami. So they talked all about how the track is going to be completely green and no grip or whatever. For those that don't know, green means that the track evolution 
is set back. It's got no rubber. So when the track is hot and the cars are driving over, rubber is like being like spread on it like butter on toast. It helps them grip. So so if you have a green racetrack, there's in theory less grip. Right. But that didn't really come into play. Yeah, they were kind of hyping that up a lot. And also they talked about all day how there was a chance of rain in Miami. For those of you who don't know, Florida rain, it, it just appears out of nowhere. Especially like south It's not Florida. even on the radar, and it's just raining. And I've every other motorsport I've ever watched has raced in Florida and had every single rain, every single race be threatened by rain. Yeah. This shit just wasn't. It, it, by race time, they're like, yeah, there's no threat of rain. Did you did you hear that they had spotters out on the beach? No, I didn't. Teams had, well, this is speculation. Teams had spotters out on the beach because they couldn't, they couldn't rely on the radar. Okay. So they, each team, like, that wanted it sent a person out to the beach yeah and sat there and they were like they were the be the first ones to call it if they saw rain coming in there's actually a law in florida that says if there's a lightning strike within i think 30 miles of the tr- of the sporting event they have to stop it what so uh nascar imsa like indycar I, they've all had to it, it would basically be an immediate red red flag if there was lightning within 30 miles of the track why because it comes this that fast just because severe weather in florida is just hurricane on another level so if, if that's there yeah so <laughs> so that that's a it's actually a i think it's a law in florida like uh, i think we'll have to fact check that one so um but i heard people talking about that the other day so um I have a little bit more I want to say about why I think this race was so bad, but I'm going to drown out. We just won't hear from Delaney at all if I go into that. Oh, right no, away. don't worry. I have I have things to say. Don't worry. Well, Delaney, what do you think about this race before I? Oh, that's what, um, that's what I was. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because um, you know, there's two of us on the podcast. Oh, is there really? <laughs> um, I thought it was good, I guess. It wasn't really that interesting. Um, I totally unrelated to the race. The, the driver introductions were done by LL Cool J and Will I Am. Yeah. If nobody's watched it yet, go back and watch them because they're finding they're kind of fucking chaotic. Literally, LL Cool J said that SMN Ocon was like, like Pierre Gasly's like childhood friend turned enemy turned <laughs> teammate. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it sounds like a, the drivers didn't like the intros no. and some of the fans do, but. Every motorsport, if you've ever been to another one in America, does driver intros. Yeah. They're usually not that intense, intense but yeah. that's a that's an American, that's a United States staple. So I have no issue with that. Yeah, honestly, I didn't watch them, so I don't know. If they, they were. <laughs> you have to watch them. They were. I was like watching the pre race, and I was like, they were like, oh, okay, we're gonna wrap it up, and then I was like, sweet, and then I set my phone down. So I was watching it on my phone at the time. Oh, so I set my phone down because I was watching it on my phone at the time. And then I like hear like, and now to introduce our drivers, Will I Am and LL Cool J. And I was like, oh, interesting. So I looked and Will I Am is f- fucking conducting an orchestra. <laughs> it's I like, saw that a little And it's like intense. Like it's like do, 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 do. Like it's like intense fucking violin music. And then LL Cool J is like, first step. And it's like Logan Sargent. And Logan Sargent is the only one that like said anything to the mic. And he was like, hello, America. Let's keep this energy. <laughs> so cringy. But anyways, <laughs> not related to the race at all. But that was just like the funniest, most memeable moment of the race, I think. Um, overall, I think it was... I think the strategy talk was pretty interesting. Um, 
you know, starting on the hards or starting on the mediums, whatever. Um, Noel's got a lot to say about that. He's shaking his head currently. So <laughs> can't wait to hear from that. I was so ready for the Red Bull fight. Never happened. It happened for like a, not even half a lap. And then I was like, and it's over. Great. Yeah. So they kind of fucked over my boy Checo, but it's okay. Still got a Red Bull one too. I would have preferred it to be Checo than Verstappen, but it's all right. All right. <laughs> Pop off. Going in. First of all, I will say, I, th- I, be- I think Sergio Perez will be pretty content with second place. I know he started on pole, so you naturally are like, oh, he should have won. But if you all remember, Sergio Perez was way off in practice yeah. and got really lucky in qualifying. And so I think he'll take second place points yeah. when he didn't look to be there. Uh, obviously, it is very disappointing, though, because Max Verstappen coming from ninth and just winning um, is, some may say, boring. <laughs> Many people in this country may say boring. Yeah. Some people in this country might have more to say about that, but I think Delaney has more on that later. Um, so I think the thing right now, I don't want to say F1 has a problem, but my biggest problem with this race is sort of a problem that we've kind of always had. It's just sort of been hidden in the background because the racing has been better in previous years. Mm-hmm. But right now, since the Red Bulls are so far ahead, all the other stuff that's kind of like a problem. There's nothing to fall back on to make there be a good race, I think. Yeah. Overtaking was actually pretty good in this race. Surprisingly. Surprisingly, considering how bad it was in Baku. Yeah. But there and were, even last year, too, I feel like Miami overtaking was yeah. not great. And they all said it was going to be so hard to overtake, and it just wasn't. They all did it, yeah. <laughs> like, multiple times. I think, the, I think DRS overtakes, though, are... You can't defend them. It's so it's Sergio, getting so bad. Sergio Perez was the only one I feel like who actually defended a move. Sergio Perez and Kevin Magnuson, yeah. surprisingly enough, were the only ones that defended a move. You can't really fight right now, and so it's a little bit anticlimactic for me to see a DRS overtake because it's just so obvious. They did shorten the DRS zones this year, which I feel like helped a little maybe bit, a like, little but, it's, but like at still the, they did it yeah i think it's still way too easy to get it, which you know we just had baku where you couldn't pass it all even with drs so it's kind of like a given yeah give and take kind of thing it's it's the goldilocks effect you're not going to ever have a happy medium the way i see this race and it's kind of just honestly bad luck from bad luck for the fia sort of I would consider this race, if I could describe this race in two words, it would probably be stale and predictable just because, unfortunately, Red Bull are so far ahead and they picked, they started the season, they jammed the start of the season with all these shitty street circuits. Yeah, Bahrain is the only actual racetrack we've had so far and Albert Park is the only good one we've had so far. Yeah, Albert Park is... The Albert Park is the only street circuit that's pre-2016 that we've had. And I just think the thing about street circuits is that they're meant to be more endurance races. Yeah. And the engines are like so tight right now that we had not a single mechanical issue. And there is not any strategy. I know a lot of people are talking about, oh, it was interesting, the medium, if you started on hards or started on mediums, that did sort of make a difference, and that is what decided the race. Mm -hmm. But personal opinion, 
there is no way you can make a one stop interesting for me. Yeah. That's my biggest. I sort of alluded it to it to it in the last episode. But besides Bahrain, every single race has been a one stop. I guess besides Australia as well, but that was a little different. <laughs> yeah. A one stop is just not interesting to me. It's it's one pit stop. The only strategy is when do you make that one pit stop? Basically. Yeah. And right now with all the the top four teams being so far ahead of the midfield, no one can have a good strategy, get them a lot of points. Yeah. Get them any points. There's it's barely all, any undercutting. It's just all it's the only undercut is, oh, I'll pit a lap before you. That's or, it. Or you kind of have like undercutting, but it's like not, it's just not, it's just obvious. Like, like halfway through the race, it became kind of obvious that what Max Verstappen's strategy was going to be and it was going to play out in his favor. So there's been like a lot. So there's has been, especially after Baku, there's been some suggestions on what maybe we could do to fix the strategy. Yeah. I'll highlight all of them. I have my my particular opinion, I'll say at the end. Some people have suggested that they man- make two pit stops mandatory. Oh. Which I think is an okay idea. It cause but it still kind of limits the strategy a little bit. It's better. It still does. It's definitely yeah. a step in the right direction. I don't think I think a one stop is fine if like two stop is preferred and then you get one guy who does a miracle one stop and and pulls it off and gets points. So I I don't think eliminating the one stop completely is the right necessarily the right idea and like I said in the last episode that's more of a band-aid to the actual issue. Yeah. There's another alternative which is require all three compounds during the race. Which what? I also don't really think is worth because no, because then like sometimes we'll like race like two laps with the fucking sauce and be like, okay, we're done with this. Like, it doesn't really play into the strategy either. My idea. Tell me the we reason have, we have Noel's sprint idea now, and then now we have this. So Noel's my gonna re- idea. Okay, redo the, everything. The thing that pisses me off the most right now, and I also talked about this in the last episode, is that you've got the soft and the medium tire that can't last fucking at all. Like it's just the shittiest stuff ever. But then the hard tire can just run 50 laps, yeah. like inexplicably. And Max Verstappen, if he could have, he would have run the hard tire the whole way. Oh, yeah. Just just, just dog shit, okay? Yeah. Just, here's my idea. Just get fucking rid of the hard tire, okay? <gasps> bring, only bring two, only bring two compounds to the race. Yeah, yeah. This was a thing pre-2016, and they added the third compound to the race in 2016, which did help the strategy back then. But we need to get with the times, okay? Like, it is just boring as shit yeah. that, that that can happen. And I think it has something to do with the street circuits because on the real racetracks, the hard tire always sucks. Yeah. But just fucking get rid of it. I, I think it we would have at least have, like, two-stop races and... There's varying degrees of strategy you can do with just two compounds. You can run soft, soft, medium, soft, medium, medium. Like they're the hard tire. You can't start on the hard tire yeah. unless you're in the back of the field where you're not going to lose as much time. So just get rid of it, I think, is is my idea. I think, well, my real thing is refueling is that they should bring that back, but they'll never do that no. because of the net zero. If you're going to make high highly degradable tires like Pirelli has to don't bring the one that can last the whole fucking race literally 
and that will get rid of the one stop because this one stop shit has been a problem since 20 fucking 17 yep and it isn't been that bad when the racing was good but when the racing for the win is not good which is what it is right now kind of yeah you have nothing to fall back on to make the race potentially interesting and you need that and so get rid of the hard tire it's not a rule it's not a band-aid if you still manage to run the entire race on one stop, then it's then, more impressive. Uh, bravo <laughs> to you then, sir. And so, yeah, I, I think I think it needs to be impossible to run a full race on one set of there tires, which Esteban Ocon would have done it, Baku and Miami if he could. Just if you need a rule telling telling you you have to pit, then I think there's a problem if you have to make that rule. Yeah. The rule should just exist in practicality. Like you have to pick because you, you have to. Because you have right? to. Yeah, yeah. So that's Fair. my, that's what I have to say about that's this race. I think, pick. I think the, yeah, it's, it's just, there, what, what is there to watch then? Like in Miami, Fair. like what is it? What it, we know who's going to win. Yeah. We know one or two drivers is going to win. Yeah. There's no mechanical failures at all right now. Yeah. Which, it means Max Verstappen is guaranteed going to win because he's never going to have an engine failure. And there's no fun strategy to be like it. it Haas are not quick right now to score better than 10th or yeah. right now. The that, strategy is so easy that Max even was on the radio talking about the strategy. And then JP or GP was like, Max, focus on driving. Like I'll focus on the strategy, like the tire strategy or yeah, something. I, I can like, fucking, I can schedule Max a one stop. Like I'm yeah. like, yeah, fucking. So I, I just think, that's probably the thing that irritates me the most right now are the one stops because it just it doesn't really the strategy is you're making one stop and the only difference is what lap you do it and I just don't find that interesting some people did so if you did I'm glad but yeah I don't yeah I've been seeing it for way too long yeah for it to be it's predictable yeah it's extremely predictable yeah so that's what I think well hopefully later you know it's still early days still early days hopefully we can uh, shake it up a little bit but yeah i agree yeah it is early days so i think i think like i said earlier f1 just got super unlucky well unlucky in the fact that red bull is this good and yeah all these all these streets red bull's are lucky not, <laughs> all these street circuits are piled at the beginning i think once we start going to actual like proper tracks it'll get a little bit better at least in terms of strategy yeah so Honestly, makes me look forward, even though I gave it shit last week, makes me look from forward to Imola because Uh-oh. it is a real actual racetrack. Yeah. And so, and Mercedes is bringing a major upgrade to Imola. So maybe is Red Bull. Is it McLaren Bull, too? I think maybe. Is this the race that they're bringing somewhat of an upgrade? Maybe, but they need a, they need they need bigger than a massive upgrade. <laughs> they to fix need their a shit. new car. <laughs> yeah. So McLaren are very bad. We haven't even really talked about them. They're, they're they, it's yeah. amazing. They <laughs> they're, they're very far off. Um, Another team that we've barely talked about, your boy, Valtteri Bottas. Yeah, he sucked. Sucked again, sucked but did okay in qualifying. He did, he did. I think he did better in this race, but still, he wasn't nowhere. He was at least in the he, race. He was at least notable enough yeah. to be like, hey, there he is. Before, he's just had like an MIA season so far. Yeah, so I, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little disappointed in the Haas this race too. I really, you know, I thought K-Mag was going to at least stick it out a little bit longer than he did. He kind of 
I think he still finished tenth. So yeah, but he, I think yeah, I think but, he could have stayed up higher. Yeah, I, I you know that if he could do a different strategy, yeah, the cream is always going to rise to the top. So facts. I think it's kind of hard right now. But Nico Hulkenberg ran a really long strategy again. Wait, he was up front for he was in fourth, I think, for a little bit. Where did the Hosses finish? Tenth and fifteenth. You know what that means? Free Chipotle though. Oh yeah. I think we probably missed that boat. I missed though. it. I missed the boat. I just remember seeing that though. <laughs> I do remember seeing so that. So if any of you got that link, shout out shout out by the way to Haas for getting a sponsor that It's like actually an American sponsor. <laughs> and also a thing that you can like do pit, get. Like what the fuck regular, is MoneyGram, bro? As a regular consumer. Yeah. All these F one sponsors are like business to business deals. I'm sure yeah. Oracle I I think there's very rarely is a consumer in need to use Oracle. Okay, but I get a Oracle business. emails at work. <laughs> yeah, because they're probably trying to sell to the yeah. business. Yeah. So let, I'm glad that we have like an actual consumer product that is sponsoring because most race car sponsors are like business to business deals. The advertising like that. for it was uh, Gunther Steiner uh, making some guacamole. At the Chipotle kitchen, so I think so, it was yeah, great. They sat, I saw a picture of a Haas car like at a Chipotle. Yeah, so it's like cool. Good on them. Glad you got a real them. sponsor. But like, you know, I can't. There's not a Patronus in in my country. Yeah. I don't even think my side of the world has one. So it's pretty. Uh, yeah. So that's good on you, Haas. Even though I think it's only for the United States races, but eh, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, that was kind of the race. That was Miami Grand Prix. Uh, Max Verstappen won. Max Verstappen won. I don't. I, I'm just trying to run through everything that happened. I mean, it's kind of it. I mean, Kevin Magnussen had a fun battle with Leclerc, but I already kind of talked about that. I don't know. It, it Pierre was, Gasly like was doing great, but then like locked up like a motherfucker. Yeah, he just like stopped doing. Yeah, great. Like it, I, I don't know. Lewis Yuki, Hamilton was surprisingly good, but everybody kind of like hyped him up to be like, "Ooh, Lewis is gonna go on the soft," and he <laughs> did it. The only fucking cars that went on the soft. Fucking McLaren. <laughs> they were like, well, we're already shitboxed. Might as well just throw whatever at it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, shout out to our boy, Logan Sargent. Yeah. Who qualified last, got in trouble on the first lap, yep. and finished last. Woohoo. Also, pitted on the first lap and ran the hard tire for the rest, rest of, of the, the race. fucking race. See? So. He just did the reverse <laughs> of what... Um, of what... Ocon did at the last race. And then, you know, the stewards were super bored up in their little stewards box. So they brought up their nice board of just random ass penalties. And they made the new guy put a blindfold on, spun him around three times and throw a dart at it. And what did it land on? Carlos Sainz getting <laughs> speeding in the pit lane. So that's it. That's oh, all that happened. Oh, Carlos Sainz teammate, Charles Leclerc. Yeah, that one. Wrecked in qualifying. Wrecked yeah. in practice. He has wrecked more in 2023 than Mick Schumacher crashed <gasps> in all of 2022. Shit. And I think, you know, I'm, this is going to sound very weird, but props to Charles Leclerc, I'd say. Okay. Because he is getting every single thing he can out of that car. Yeah. And it's costing him greatly. I don't know. It's like... Uh, Saturday, I heard this on the broadcast. Saturday is his day to shine right now. Yeah. We saw it last year. He got a ton of polls. Ferrari just sucks so hard right now yeah. that he can't show it on Sunday anymore. 
Yeah. And so obviously it's kind of silly that he crashes all that time, but I think it shows how he's pushing. I think Mick Schumacher was a little bit more clumsy. Yeah. Charles Leclerc is pushing. Yeah. Char- so, Charles Leclerc is trying to, he's, he's really trying to get the most out of his car in the sense that he could just, that way he can just go, I'm fucking doing it, but the car isn't helping me. And like, but I, I think Ferrari's just like, dude, fucking stop. This is costing us fucking money. So I think instead of pushing so hard, I think he needs to just drive his race. And, oh, here's an interesting little tip. It probably for needs you. to be more level. Like, yeah. yeah. Here's a little tidbit for you. Um, fan behavior on TikTok. I was watching one of their TikToks the other day. Um, Cause you know, we're TikTok legends now. Um, yeah. We're in the, yeah, we're in the no, we're, we're in, in the, the DMS no. with the popular. We're ones. the, we're the no, just you guys wait, but they were talking about um, this, like, I don't know. It's like not a thing, but this phenomenon that she was referring to, which was um, like P five mentality. So like, I think it was a, uh, last year she was referring to a race where Carlos Sainz finished P5 and her friend was like, why is he so excited about finishing P5? Like, that's not good. But I think in America, we think of, you know, first or nothing. But yep. I think in like motorsports, especially, it's, it's not only based on your driving, but it's also based on the performance of the vehicle. So if your vehicle is absolute shit, but you finish P5 and like, look, that's the best your vehicle can do. Like that's fucking great. Like you're super fucking excited about it. So it's kind of a metaphor for our life too, where, you know, maybe we're in a McLaren, but like we shouldn't be comparing ourselves to people in fucking Red Bulls because we're not in the same, we're not in the same boat as them. So we need to just like focus on what we need to focus on, but that's the metaphor for life. But I think Charles Leclerc was kind of having, you know, he's trying to have that P5 moment where he's trying to do good, but I think he knows that he could definitely be P1, but- yeah, he's, he's trying. He, he's trying to get his at best fourth place car. Yeah, to get pole, pole. which is but not. He needs to realize that he he yeah. can't right now. So I yeah. think he needs to focus on. He needs to kind of. This sounds bad. He needs to set ex, his expectations a little bit lower and just shoot for those because otherwise he's just gonna keep crashing and then he's just gonna be out of the race. Yeah, I think finishing P three or P six is better than DNFing. So I think like at least finishing your race or finishing your qualifying so you're in a good position to just run your race as you should until the next time that your car gets better is your best bet. Yeah. Yeah. But they're also high performance athletes, super competitive. They just, they just <laughs> want to go, go, go at all times. So I get that, but it's like, eh, you know? Yeah. I think, yeah, right now I think it's, a, I think, I think just cause they're, they're not, Ferrari isn't really so close, but I mean, he got pole in Baku. So it's like a proof of we're close enough to like, yeah maybe warrant trying. Yeah. I think um he was probably a little bit better in like 2020 or 2021. Yeah. Where Ferrari was not close at all. And so, you know, but um so yeah, I just wanted to mention that about Charles Leclerc because I thought of it before we started recording. Yeah. And I do frequently forget while nice. we are until we're editing. Moving on now to what I like to call Delaney's drama corner. Um <laughs> So a lot, a lot <laughs> happened. Um, besides the race this past <laughs> weekend, um, I don't know what was in the air, but like so many things happened all at once, I feel like. And it was on Thursday and Friday, like everything just kind of exploded. Um, 
we got multiple things going on. We're first going to start with um, the issue, which was influencers at the Miami Grand Prix. Now, if any of you were savvy to social media this past weekend and saw what was going on, um, a few beauty brands, um, Tarte and Revlon, um, both were doing brand trips this weekend at the Miami Grand Prix. Now, some of you might be thinking, cool, Delaney, why does that matter? Well, I'm here to tell you. So the big thing with these brand trips is that a lot of the times they don't really go to like sporting events like this. They usually go to like, you know, tropical areas or, you know, the Middle East. They went to like, Tart went to Dubai in January and then they were just in Turks and Caicos. Like they were like, they go to like, don't vacation Turks and Caicos is in the Bahamas. I know, I know you said that. I know yeah, I said, I said it the last same time. Thing, you're like, what, you're like, what the fuck is Turks and Caicos? It's, it sounds like a cookie. Like, it sounds like, <laughs> like Toll House, like Toll House and his little brother, Turks and Caicos. Like, like some fucking beverage farm. Like, oh yeah, there's chocolate in the middle. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. These brands usually do this. So when it came out, due to some drama, which I'll get into, when it came out saying, Hey, we're going to the F1 race. People were like, question mark, why are you doing that? Um, so what happened was that there was a TikToker that came out and she posted a very sappy crying video saying that she felt that she was being discriminated against because the Tart trip put her in the A group. So she was put in like, let's call them the A group um, that we're only going to be there for Friday, Saturday. But she didn't know that going into it. Going into it originally, she got the original email handy like, hey, we want to send you to the F1 in Miami. You'll get front row tickets to the race, blah, blah, blah. So she thought she was going to the race. But then when she got her itinerary, she wasn't going to the race. She was only going to be there for Friday, Saturday and fly home Saturday night. So in her mind, she's like, why am I being discriminated against? Why am I being treated differently? Because when she asked her other friends that are going who are also influencers, they're going for Sunday, Monday. So she's like, what the heck? Why do I not get to go see the race? And why do I only get to be there for free practice and qualifying what so that came out there she got a shit ton of backlash because people were like wow smallest tiny like tiniest violin in the world for you because how can you complain about a free trip somewhere poor you i can understand both sides of it okay i'm leaning more towards like the poor you like don't (laughs) complain because if they sent me and they were like you're gonna be going for one hour i'd be like i'm there (laughs) i'm gonna use up every last minute of that one hour if it's a free trip all all expenses paid i'm going like sure it would suck to not be able to go to the race because i love watching the races but still it'd be like cool this is great I would maybe be like, hey, could I also go to the race too? But like, I wouldn't post a video crying about it. I don't know. And that's a reasonable, I mean, like you could buy a ticket to just Friday and Saturday. So it's not like they invented something to fuck her over. Exactly. I see both sides. I see both sides. I understand both sides. So the CEO, or not CEO, the founder of Tarte comes on and she goes then to, you know, post a TikTok of her getting ready and like explain what is going on. She goes on to, um, explain that you know she lived in a house with a bunch of siblings and she like blah 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 like loves having vacations whatever so she didn't she thought more in the merrier so i want to have two separate groups which come to find out a lot of these like beauty brand trips usually have two groups of them she then goes on to say which this is to me what was really tone deaf was like her she just goes i didn't realize that people wanted to go to the race (laughs) like we had two groups for four days one for uh friday saturday and one for sunday monday and each group was going to have the same exact experience they were going to have time down at the track and they were going to have time we're going to take them out to a dinner and then they're going to have time going to a club i didn't know they had to want to watch the race (laughs) i'm just like that was where i was like 
girl, what? <laughs> like that was so, yeah. I don't know. That to me is so mind boggling. Cause I'm just like, yes, F1 is a whole weekend event. And like, it is really fun to like go to all the things. But at the end of the day, it's, it's the, called the Grand Prix. Like there's one big race that culminates all of this. Yeah. Like, I think you would want to see that. I will say. I didn't, I didn't know the full details of this. I will say, I don't know how much I can say about this, but I will say <laughs> as someone who has been to a, a, a racing event in Florida that was an invitation type thing, Yeah, you would be surprised how many people don't actually really give a fuck about the race. Yeah. I will say that. They don't. But, but if you I do still care think about it, it is I a think it should still be an option. I still think it is a little bit weird being like, being coming on and being like, I didn't know they would want to watch the race. Like, yeah, it's like, uh, so then, but then she goes on to be like, so then we just bought up a bunch of extra tickets and now everybody gets the opportunity to go to the race. And it's like, okay, way to flex your fucking money because F1 is a very privileged and unaccessible sport for 99% of the fucking fan base. will never get to see an F1 race in their entire lifetime, but cool. That's fine. Anyway. So the biggest issue here is not with the influencers coming, okay? Plot twist, I know, we're not gatekeeping here, all right? We want more fan engagement. We want people to, you know, experience the sport more. Do we want people coming in and being like, I love the sport and, you know, we're new fans <laughs> and <laughs> we we don't know anything about the sport, but we don't care about which position you're in. <clears throat> Pissed out boys. Um, no, we don't want that. But we do want people who actually, like, if they're interested, like, join in and, like, you know, get to know the sport. Like, that's awesome. Everybody has to find out one way or another, whether you watch Drive to Survive, whether you've been watching your whole life or whether you get invited by a fucking brand trip because you have millions of followers on a beauty influencer, whatever. <laughs> Whoever makes their way to it, makes their way to it. Like, I'm not gonna lead a horse to water, like here. Anyways, my biggest issue is that the fact that they really only brought beauty influencers. They didn't get the chance to sit down, actually hire somebody or consult somebody who has F1 background or even sports background in general and just say, hey, do people even like this sport? And then you could be like, yeah, this is actually a really niche sport that a lot of people really love and they're really dedicated about. And there's a huge female audience that's growing in the sport. And there would be a lot of female overlap in the beauty community and in F1 that would probably love to go. Yeah, I, heard, I saw a stat. I don't want to jump off this too much, but there I saw a stat that was like, I think, I don't remember if it was 40% of fans or 40% of new fans were female. It's probably 40% of new fans. Okay, but that's like, that's still a, a lot. lot. <laughs> like that's a lot. Like look at like any other male dominated we're, we're sport. Women. Sorry. Yeah. Like like look at any other male dominated sport and like it's not that much. Like Delaney's holding back here. <laughs> I'm not holding back. back. I'm just trying not to get too worked up <laughs> and then I run out of breath. So the biggest thing for me was if those beauty brands said, Yeah, we're gonna invite our influencers that have millions of followers because we want them to have content. But if they would have taken like a dozen of those tickets that they used on fucking random ass influencers that only had like a few hundred thousand that don't know shit all about the sport that could honestly care less again, not gatekeeping, but if they, if they honestly could care less, but they've already been on a chart trip, if they would have just gone, you know what? These other TikTokers, these other influencers who actually engage in the sport and actually post about the sport, let's bring them, let's bring them with us to show, Hey, yeah, you, we want you here as well. And a lot of people were arguing that like, well, if those people wanted to come, then they should put more content out there. And that to me is super tone deaf because I feel like if anybody watches any form of TikTok, F1 TikTok, there's so much fucking content out about there. Don't say that there isn't enough content about there because you're not in that fandom. You're not in that niche group. You're not there. 
Okay. Like that to me is like that, that pissed me off too. Cause I was like, dude, what? No. So just to say, regardless, I'm not saying brand trips are bad and they're not going to stop. Like, I mean, people weren't paying attention, but like last year, fucking, I think it was like cash grab or something like brought a bunch of influencers to Dakota. So it's like, it's been going on. Like, I mean, like, it's not like it's ever going to stop, but I just think of the fact that it was like a beauty brand, but a bunch of these like beautiful, like, like influencers that all just act like they didn't know what was going on. Like, I guess like, like honestly, like one of them literally called Alfa Romeo, Alfa Romero. And then like the other one was like, yeah, we're in Miami this weekend for the big car race. Like, it's just like those types of things is what pisses off the fans. But it's like, it's not that they're trying to do it on purpose. They're just ignorant. So like, instead of just being mad at them and shaming them into not knowing, why don't we just be like, yo, also bring other influencers and also include them into it. And then they could all just mingle together and they could just show them how cool the sport is. Yeah. Or just stop being a fucking, especially if you live in your basement and haven't gone outside in five years, stop being such a dick on the internet. Don't maybe. touch some fucking don't get grass. Me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I do think it's kind of funny, like seeing these influencers who don't know anything yeah. about anything coming to the thing. Of course. I think it's funny. I, 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 uh, I, I don't, I, I, I was complete. I did not know enough about this drama until we started recording today. Yeah. I thought F1 invited these beauty influencers. No. Or I thought Tart had some affiliation in F1. Like no. there was something. So I, yeah, honestly, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, um, yeah, it sucks. So yeah, that's, that's my biggest hot take is I think that a lot of, a lot of these beauty brands or a, any brand in general that's going to, bring people to a sporting event like this should really just like look into the fan base because like even even if they were didn't want to give away tickets they could have at least set up a booth or something and been like free product for fans that are just coming that we didn't invite but like you paid good money to be here we'll give you free product kind of thing or like Uh, like things like that like i think it's it's just more of like fan engagement versus like (sighs) the biggest thing for me is that like tart and revlon like as far as I know, never have been to things like this before. They only just like go to like some like vacation spot and then they're just like promoting their own stuff, which I get, you know what? Get your fucking bag, whatever. But if you're going to like include your shit into other people's stuff, I think it's only common courtesy to be like, yeah, we'll like throw a little bone for these people. Mm -hmm. Even the smallest little bone would have been anything better than what they did. They didn't do anything. And they just like bought up a shit ton of tickets from other people. They just like, did all this other stuff that they could have done with fans that would have made it so much more fun for those fans. And those fans would have promoted the fuck out of Tart. They would have been like, I will ride or die for Tart now. But no, now they won't. Um, but to give a few, I mean, I like, these are just a few F1 creators that I absolutely love that are also, you know, women. So that also love makeup and beauty and stuff because surprise, surprise, women can also love sports and also makeup and beauty. Wow, what a concept, multifaceted. Isn't that crazy? Um, my one of my personal favorites at she love she loves f1 she does the thirsty thursdays if you've ever seen those they're super funny she did actually go to the miami grand prix i'm not quite sure if she was invited or not but she was there um also f1 tony is really good but she is also part of the aston martin team so she also does uh media and stuff for aston martin she also talks about like tech and politics within f1 um f1 anna is really good as well um, a few podcasts that are female run are at two girls, one formula, which I think is a really funny name, but I love that. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> oh, that's, 
That's fucked up. And then um, at fan behavior is the one that I, um, at, it's at fan behavior pod on TikTok is another one that I mentioned. And then at live laugh, live dot laugh dot lids. L Y D S. Um, she is the British girl that talks about Dana Ricardo all the time. And she wears like all the hats during races. She, to me is really funny. She also had a really good take about this because she got her degree like in media and publicity and stuff. So like she talked about it. And then of course my favorite Lizzie McIntosh who started a podcast going purple last year. And now she's like with F1 TV. So like crazy. Crazy, crazy. But th- those are just like a little, like a few, a very, very few people that I've seen that show up my For You page a lot that I follow that I really like. Um, so definitely give them a follow. Hopefully they hear this. Hi. If you hear this, I love you. Please love us. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that's that's the biggest takeaway. The videos from the weekend with the influencers. This is, this is segueing into my next topic, which was F1 in America is kind of becoming a little bit crazy. Before you jump on, uh-huh. I will say this. I never even fucking heard of Tart before this weekend. <laughs> there you go. So all I'm saying. They didn't do their job maybe, right. <laughs> maybe. Well, oh. maybe it was intentional. The good. All publicity is good publicity. What the fuck is it? I don't know That's what the fair. saying is. But, but I don't. Not think- saying that, that anything that they did is good. But I'm yeah. also saying like. Especially with brands that do stuff with F1. All their shit is so fucking expensive. It is. That I, they sell one and it, and it's like, so I almost, I don't know. I don't want to say anything is like unrealistic or anything. Yeah. I just, it's just like a lot of these brands. I mean, business 101, none of the brands are ever going to give a shit about you. <laughs> Literally true facts, um, which is why I'm saying they're not going to stop. I'm not, I'm not saying let's get rid of the brand trips or the influencers being invited to these, to these races. I just think, you know, if you have so much money to buy a, bo- a bunch of tickets, maybe like give a few of those to the fans that actually want to go. Maybe. Yeah. You could run like a contest for yeah actual buy people. Yeah. Buy some tart, post us on your Instagram and we'll pick somebody to come to the Miami Grand Prix. It doesn't make them look good from like the F1 fan perspective. Yes. It doesn't give them good talk from that group of people. Yes. I guess I wouldn't know what non F1 people. They all don't care about this or, or if they even saw anything. So yeah, I I guess I I don't, I guess I don't know, but yeah, it does kind of seem like a little bit foolish to look like a, like a, like a dumb, like an idiot in front of a group of, of F1 fans. F1 fans. F1 in America is becoming this like, it's growing really fast and everybody talks about it. They're like, oh my God, F1 in America, it's huge. But this past weekend, if you just watched anything but the race, you saw the small clips or if you watch any other content of just how crazy Americans are right now with F1, it's like, this is why other countries hate us. <laughs> like this is, this showed like why the British are like, oh my God. No, like every single thing I kept seeing that was like kind of negative about the fans in F1, all the comments were just like, this is why F1 should stay in Europe. No, we should not go to America more. Like, I don't know why F1 wants to go here more. Like the biggest example I have was when Charles Leclerc crashed and uh, qualifying and he had to like ride a moped behind the grandstands, which fair. I mean, maybe there's no other way to get through, but people were literally swarming him. And it's like, yes, I, did see I don't think too, I, yeah. I don't think I've seen again, there might be some out there, but I don't think I've really seen at any European races, like people swarming, <laughs> but also at the same time, I don't think I see European races, people just walking around during qualifying. I think they're all in the stands watching qualifying. Like, I don't know. 
I think it's bigger and more well-respected in Europe than it is here right now. I think here it's just like this cool, like it's a lot more entertainment factor here than it is like, like world renowned respected sport. Um, so that's why it's going a little crazy. Um, also, they were booing Max Verstappen, which Max Verstappen They've gets They've got to boo Max Verstappen everywhere, bro. They, like, they I swear, do. like, they have to, except for one they place. They do, where, yeah. but they were just like, fuck Max. <laughs> like, they were literally cheering, fuck, fuck Max Verstappen and booing him, yeah. which I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, I, I don't know if it if the, the fans here were actually worse or it's just, since I'm from here, I'm looking at it be like, oh, guys, oh, don't make us look like this. There was no Orange Army yeah, that's Flare true. Shit. That is fair. I didn't don't think I saw any tweets of like misconduct or anything related no. to that. I guess I guess I don't know that I'm sure that stuff unfortunately happens all the time and doesn't get said, but I think um I there were no incidents that I saw that were like this fan base sucks. There was yeah. just a lot of crazy drunk people in Florida at three o'clock in the afternoon, which, <laughs> which I like, think is always new? a little bit of a recipe for disaster. I think any excuse for a Floridian to like go out and drink, like they'll take it. So I think this, this was very much like just showing that like Miami is a really cool city to go to. I will say like that good, good choice on F1 to be like, let's go to Miami. But also Miami is like the biggest party city I know. <laughs> so it's also like, it's, it's kind of like setting your expectations too high to be like, oh, we want the grandstands packed and like everybody paying attention to the race. Like, no, not everybody's going to do that. They're all just going to be like chilling at the paddock club or like at the fake marina or like yeah. walking around during the race. Like nobody's really going to be fully paying attention. So I think um, I think the United States fans could be worse. Like they yeah, they spent a lot of money to get there. I think having been to multiple NASCAR races, <laughs> you could have gotten a worse experience. You yes. could have seen some shit. Yeah. They, they, they were a little crazy. They were a little drunk, but it is the United States after all. I think it's, that's just sort of, that's also, I think what F1 is kind of trying to build these United States races as is like, I a just party. feel like, I just so, feel like we're more like cringe. Probably, probably. <laughs> but maybe because like, we're so used to like how the European audience is. Yeah. And like the European audience is crazy. Like don't get me wrong. Like go to go to fucking Monza. Go to fucking Monza and tell me that we're like crazy. No, go to fucking Monza and in twenty nineteen when Charles Leclerc won. Like I think I, I think the difference there would probably be if there is one and why maybe we view the United States as being more cringe, is that the European fans are like crazy passionate. And throw a party for their like passion of yeah. the sport or like their team. The the United States are just throwing a party because it's a party. a party. Like there's yeah, no yeah. there's Red Bull people. There's, there's no there's, purpose. There's I no feel like. like for there's no like. It, I mean, if it if it all if everyone was just passionate as hell about Logan Sargent and there was just a red, white, and blue army for Logan yeah. Sargent, then maybe it would be. Uh, I think it probably actually be more cringe because he sucks. But um, <laughs> but I think I think but, that. But that, I think that's that would be what I highlight maybe the difference as without really thinking about it. Yeah, I think that also that's a good point because I feel like if you look back like pre Drive to Survive, like that was what Coda was. Like Coda, everybody was wearing like ha shit because nobody really yeah. knew what else like. There was obviously a bunch of people, but now I feel like Drive to Survive has really opened it up, which everybody talks about this. Now everybody can kind of pick their own team or their own driver, but I think you're right. I think just Americans, like any excuse to party, we're just going to do it. So it's like for Europeans, like I said with my previous episode about like comparing, you know, F1 to different sports, it's like fucking football. 
like Amer- like like uh, soccer. Yeah, yeah and we, we talked about this too. I mean, American sporting is different. I think yeah. it's on. It's more about individual people and less about teams and yeah. stuff like that. So I think that it's just different. It's European, a European type sport coming into America. I think is always going to create a drastically different audience. I can't really I think of any other say, sport like this. Yeah, I guess I, I don't know. I don't watch soccer, so I don't know what the difference really between a European audience. Plus, I, yeah. I think it's just different because it it's just different. That was the that was my biggest thing about Miami that I was you know fired up about. Um, the other the only other two bits of like mini drama that happened were um, re- supposedly. Liberty Media says that um, there will be 10 sprint races next year, <laughs> supposedly. Nope. We'll see. Nope. Don't do that. Don't do that, please. Well, I mean, like I, I forgot to mention this in the last episode, but I'm I'm going to fucking watch it anyway, probably. <laughs> we'll so, be like, there. But like, it's like, you got to make changes before you can do that. I yeah. think is the only thing that I can I can say for that. But I just, I mean, they just th- want so badly to, if, if they start running sprint races and but then there's not even enough week. I, I just don't think that works. I, no. I don't think that works. I just like either it's like it's like a Fernando Alonso Taylor Swift thing where it's just a shit post and somebody's just <laughs> trying to get everybody riled up or it's actually real. But like why would they even announce it without even like like I don't even think we knew we had six sprint races until like right before the schedule came out last yeah. year. It could just be like a let's see, let's just say this and see what people think. Yeah, like, like a like a media because it wasn't an official announcement. I don't even know who reported on it first. So yeah, I just uh. saw it, but we'll we'll see how that goes. The other the only other bit of uh, of media which Noel did touch on on the TikTok, so make sure to follow us over there. Is the internet went fucking insane thinking that Brad Pitt was going to <laughs> race in fucking Silverstone? Um, he's not plot twist. <laughs> Brad Pitt did not receive enough super license points to compete in the British Grand Prix people. Did He's, he really have to get super license points? No. No. No, no, Somebody, no. I saw a video that was like, he got special access from the FIA to get a super license. To race. I was like, what the fuck? That's what I'm saying. No. I, it could just be shit posting, but like, yeah. I saw a lot of people that are like, like legitimately like, he's going to be in an 11th team. Like he's going to like do this. Like, no. Watch the TikTok folks, but do not worry. Brad Pitt will not be competing in the British Grand Prix. It's for a movie, by the way. They're filming like an F1 movie. Yeah. Which they're getting footage for it, I guess. Which I don't know. I, I'm glad they're getting like real footage. Like I don't know why just, they have to have Brad Pitt drive the car to like, just have get like, that footage. Like any other reserve driver just drive because he's gonna be in a fucking because helmet. Folks, they they've this is not the first ever racing movie they're ever making. If, yeah. Just in case you guys didn't know, <laughs> Days of Thunder is a NASCAR movie. They actually had cars out on track racing to film the movie. Like they had, but they were real drivers, not oh. not Tom Cruise. They didn't put Tom, <laughs> Tom Cruise, Cruise in the nineteen ninety. I'm really glad Tom Cruise is not a part of this. I'm <laughs> not. I will say. Uh, they, they had real, they had two cars go out and I think the 1990 Daytona 500 to get footage for the movie. They weren't technically a part of the race. They were out there just to film the movie, but they were real drivers driving. What, they, what, what do you think they did with Rush? I have no idea. I would, I would have to look into that. Cause I would, I'm curious to see like if well, they- Rush is from, they, well, Rush is about like the 1970s, right? Oh, so, that's fair. So, so they, they had like they, dated, they, yeah. They, 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 pr- they probably, probably did all, have all some filming, yeah. But, um, and then also because I gotta mention it, fucking Herbie fully loaded. 
They did not have fucking <laughs> Lindsay Lohan out there driving a fucking Volkswagen Beetle. No. But it actually did run during the pace lap. So it was out there. There you go. But she, her, she, her ass was not racing. She was not in that fucking car. <laughs> so Brad Pitt's lawyers and his fucking insurance agency would be like, hell fucking no, you're not going in that fucking car. <laughs> so they don't. I, I don't know why they have Brad Pitt going out there at all, really. They should have fucking Mark Webber going out in an F2 car. Honestly. Mick Schumacher going out in an F2 car. Anybody to, yeah, with the same to, build. Yeah. Just go out there. But It's, it's publicity, funny. though. That's why it they're is. doing it. Yeah, yeah and, and everybody's going to be like, oh, I want to watch the movie now. <laughs> but the movie is, it's, it's, it's the same kind of fucking race movie that we've seen. You know, it's it's a it's a new up-and-coming driver, not doing well, so another driver comes out of retirement, <laughs> who is Brad Pitt, and you know, he helps him out and he like, is his teammate now? And like, whatever. And so it's, it's, we'll still watch it. Lewis Hamilton's like uh production company is producing it. So that's interesting. And I guess Lewis Hamilton and like all the other F1 drivers are going to be like secondary character. They're going to be like in the background, like basically like as the guys are like walking to the paddock, like Lewis Hamilton and them are going to be like walking around in the background. But like, my question is like, are they just going to do this at Silverstone? Or are they going to like go to do other the rest races? of it in CGI? I guess. And you want a perfect, I just totally forgot about this, fucking, I've never seen the movie before, but like 1966, there's a movie called Grand Prix. Yeah. They needed footage, so a team just entered a, another car, an additional car in the Monaco Grand Prix, and they, this is the 60s, they just yeah, yeah. bolted this giant ass camera <laughs> to the front of the car, and had, the race. had Phil Hill drive it, who was a, who's won for Ferrari. Wow. And they... Yeah, he just raced it. He probably did shit, but oh, it was yeah. also 1960, so downforce wasn't invented yet. So <laughs> downforce <laughs> wasn't even a thought. <laughs> so I, I, you know, honestly, if they did throw, I, I, I'm not opposed to you guys throwing an 11, 21st car out there to film. Wow. It just needs to be fucking Daniel Ricardo driving, and it needs yeah. to be. It uh, cameras just aren't that big anymore, so you don't need to no. attach a giant fucking. Death Star they could put camera. a fucking drone, yeah. like just hovering <laughs> over the fucking car the whole time, and it could track it. But yeah, I watched the TikTok. Noel explains it really well. The TikTok, um, you know, Silverstone's where we had that big crash last year. So, oh yeah, watch the TikTok of Delaney talking about the ten sprints. <laughs> oh yeah, I need to post that. It's not out yet. <laughs> it's not out as of this recording, and I don't remember what she says, but. She probably says a lot. It's more, so, so short. I think I literally said the, ex the exact same amount as I said about this. Well, watch it. Like Besides, it. I just said, let us know in the comments below. <laughs> but the comments aren't even below on TikTok. They're to the right or to the left, whatever. I hope you guys can find the comments on TikTok because Delaney said they're <laughs> below and they're not. I'm directionally challenged. Them. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was a lot. But that was that was the Miami weekend. That's the Miami race. Um, up next, we have Imola, Noel's favorite race. I'm fingers crossed, you know, my fingers crossed. I've been talking shit about it. Maybe it'll prove me wrong. Imola was good in 2021. I just don't remember it in 2022. So I'm yeah, assuming we talked shit about it. So I'm assuming it sucked. So yeah, um, like our new TikTok, follow us on Instagram. You can DM us your thoughts or you can just I don't know. You can DM us your intrusive thoughts. I don't know if you will reply to that if it's not about F1, but I don't know. Yeah, Everyone don't know. needs a helping hand sometimes, I guess. If you've listened <laughs> this far into the podcast, this is what we're going to start doing now. If you've listened this far into the podcast on any of our social media sites, either you can comment or you can DM, DM us the word telepathic. Oh, see, I'm worried about that because what if no one does it? <laughs> That's okay. All right. Remember, we're going to be in Detroit. So yeah, do something about that. And um, it's a month away. 
We'll see you then. Thank you for watching. Listening. Listening. He's interesting. He has outros. He's never gotten any better. Bye. Thank God I have the Mario game. That's sort of... Oh, my God.